When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello, welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast by Wales Online, in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. Uh, we're back with a sort of summer special, backed by popular demand. I'm Ben James, and as ever, I'm joined by Nathan Blake and Paula Vandenato. How are we doing, gents? Welcome home, everybody. Welcome home. How are you all doing? Nice one, Blakey. Nice to be back, even for this one-off special. Indeed, that is it. One-off special. Can um, we uh, can we start by offering our condolences to uh, uh, Mr. Tony Clemo, oh, first and foremost. Uh, he was the uh, chairman I signed for at Cardiff City, or signed under at Cardiff City, and um, Tony, you know, whatever you think of him, he was he was a he was a good dude, and he he done a lot of good work for Cardiff City at the time when, like I say, when I came in, it was probably averaging two and a half, maybe three thousand, and um, kept things ticking over, difficult at times. He and his wife Linda, both of them very dedicated to the club. So uh, you could say his handover to Rick Wright was the beginning of the rebirth of Cardiff, really. Um, so can we just offer our sincere condolences and say, you know, collective, you know, thank you and, yeah. you know, pass our love to the family. Absolutely. Anything to add on that, Paul? No, I knew Tony really well. Um, and I was shocked when I got a phone call about it on um, Wednesday afternoon. I thought it was indestructible, to be honest with you. Knows mm. Linda really well as well. Yeah. Got really close to both of them. Yeah. You know, terrific rapport with both of them. Yeah. They used to take the mickey out of me, rotten, something rotten, Blakey. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it was... Uh, and I was a good dude. And then, was, and then with the, good rapport, with the Welsh squad, you know, I used yeah. to see Linda in... Um, in town, in uh, Howells, I think. Yep, she works in Howells. Well, uh, well she works in various ones. Yeah. Right? Uh, always really, really nice. Yeah. Really, really keen, proper card of city through and through. So, you know, they were a, they were a great team at the time. And he yeah. was. He was. I mean, he's he's gone out about the card of thing, but he obviously was all actively involved in. Helping professionalise the Wales football setup and look, it was Mark Hughes and the Sparky. Yeah, 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 but it was Sparky insisted on it. But previously, Wales were like a rag, dog and duck. You know, in terms of travelling, where you know travelling, training, everything, food. Sparky and Tony Clemmer made sure there were proper charter flights and and brought Wales into the into the the modern era almost. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. absolutely. But uh, yeah. We go absolutely thoughts uh, with his uh, family. So um, I suppose the main reason we're doing this podcast is because uh, it's that special day of the football year where the fixtures have been announced. So we now know who Cardiff. Well, we always knew Cardiff were going to play. It's always going to be the, you know the same twenty teams. But um, when they're going to play those 23 teams? Twenty-three teams. Twenty-three. Yeah, oh, so teams. still still in the Premier League <laughs> mindset there, aren't I? <laughs> still got my Premier League hat on. <laughs> There we go, 23 teams, it's just what, what order, we know what order it's going to be now, so um, nice little trip to Wigan to start things off in uh, early August. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a decent fixture, isn't it? Um, you know, Wigan, decent team, it's, it's one of those ones you, you kick off the season, you, you, your start is so important, I, I always say it, because I've experienced it. If you don't start well, it's, it is difficult to... Uh, you know, make up ground on those who do, um, and you know, there's always three or four who run ahead of the pack. Sometimes one or two stay ahead of the pack, but it's usually out of those top four or five, maybe six teams who end up, you know, finishing in those top positions, those top two or three positions. So 
good start. You know, you know, I don't think we can take anything for granted. I really don't. I don't think you can take any team for granted. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Cardiff City lineup ends up. Um, I know there's talk of us signing uh, Curtis centre back. Yeah, Curtis Nelson from Oxford. Curtis Nelson. Um, talk of Etheridge going and things like this. Um, so it's 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 going to be an interesting season, mate. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to it already. Because yeah. the last time Cardiff were in the Championship, it was sort of that fast start, was it? That's what set the. Uh, Set the ground with those, you know, yeah, well, they five, set records, five, didn't they? Five, um, five straight wins, wasn't I it? I don't think they set a record in doing that, if I, if I'm, if I remember correctly. But um, you know, I, 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 I said it's gonna, it's gonna be difficult because so many teams, you know, retain possession of the ball and something that we don't do. So it's, you know, I think it's uh, we may overpower teams depending on the kind of team we put out, but. Um, I think that's going to become increasingly difficult to overpower teams. But, uh, you know, when you're at the Cardiff City Stadium in front of 25,000, 30,000, and they're up for it, you know, it's a very very difficult animal to stop. Paul, what do you make of the, the opening month? Because Warnock seems to think that it's... He thinks the, the sort of the opening months are going to be the toughest part of the season, and then if they're still in it at Christmas, they got a chance. Um, Maybe looking back to the last time in the championship, it's it's, it's probably not a bad opening month, is it? You consider you consider they had Villa and Wolves in the opening month last time round. Yeah, I mean on, on paper it's not. I mean we all know that the old cliche of it's not one on paper, but I don't think Wigan, Luton, Reading, Huddersfield, Blackburn is the toughest of starts. To be honest with you, I um, think Blackburn will be there or thereabouts, Paul. Do you? I yeah. think they'll be in the top half at least. I mean, three of those are away from home. Luton obviously are coming up. It's their first home game as a as a league as a championship side, so they'll be up for it. So these will be difficult games, but it could be worse for me if it was say West Brom away or Middlesbrough and Stoke and teams well, you like look, that. Look at Derby's sort of opening month. They got five five teams are all odds on yeah, to finish ahead of them. And, and Cardiff have got Derby um, reasonably early on as well, yeah. away from home. It'd be, you know, I, don't, I don't know what Derby we're going to see. You know, They're going to lose a lot of players. So West Brom going to lose a lot of players. So Potentially a manager as well. Yeah, there's, there's, um, there's lots to... Um, yeah, that's in Derby's case, isn't it? West Brom have actually got a yeah, yeah, on paper, I think. Yeah. But it's... Um, it, I think Blakey is so right, he took the words out of my own mouth that the start is so important for Cardiff. The momentum... To keep, I know the start's important to every team, Blakey, right? Yeah. But it is especially so for Cardiff because they've just come down. They've they've had 33k crowds, and if they're going to keep anything 25k up to 33k, they need to get off to that winning start to keep the figures up. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That isn't necessarily the case for a Fulham or for a Huddersfield. They don't get the same attendance levels as Cardiff. I think I think the the, the the slight difference as well. Don't get me wrong. Lots of uh, stadiums uh, and fans create great atmospheres, but you know, it, it is highlighted when Cardiff City Stadium is full, both Welsh games and Cardiff games, yeah. and the crowd come and are really up for it. So, you know, it's it's you know, if you look at like, obviously your first home game is against Luton just come up they'll be a good footballing team they are a good footballing team they've got you know, plans for a new uh, stadium development and what have you they're, they're going to be a team who's looking to get back to as I see them as an 80s huge club mm -hmm. you know yeah. what I mean so they're looking to get back to those sort of echelons so that's not going to be easy Reading had a tough time last year stayed up by the skin of their teeth that's not going to be easy and then you've got like a Premier League clash against Huddersfield so the first four or five games, six games, really, you've got a bit of everything. You've got a bit of, you know, last year's champions of League One. You've got people who just stayed up in the championship, and you've got people who've come down in Fulham and Huddersfield. So, it'll be a good yardstick to measure where Cardiff City are. But, um, you know, make no bones about it. You know how incredibly important a good start is. They don't give trophies out in September or October, so 
you know, we've got the experience of winning or getting up out of that league last time around. But, you know, we're going to have to, in my opinion, we're going to have to go some this year to to get in that top six because there's going to be a, uh, you know, it's going to be a battle royal. And it's going to get tougher every year to get out of there. We just hope, the one thing I hope is that we start to increase ball possession. That is, and I'm not saying ball possession is the be all and end all, but if I got the ball and you haven't, I've got more chance of scoring, haven't I? Yeah. And I don't think, if you're looking at the likes of Reed, Bobby Reed, I think the reason why the, I've really reflected on the season, I think the reason why players like Murphy and Reed weren't as effective as they can is because overall we in the Premier League season we probably average about 30% possession throughout the season I haven't seen the statistic yeah. Yeah. probably guess it's about that so in those statistics then you see well you understand why people are flash you know they have a flash good game here and a bad game there or good moments here and bad moments because you're not really it's nothing sustained you know yeah. and that's when you get into that rhythm is sustaining your pressure and scoring goals and set pieces and what have you. So, you know, I think you've seen it in the championship. That's what Cardiff, you know, even though they probably had a bit more possession but still less than a lot of teams, they had a rhythm of, right, set yeah. pieces and sustain a, a, a high, you know, press when you had the team under the caution, balls into the box continuously. In the Premier League, you weren't able to do that because you didn't have the ball and the quality of possession is far greater. They're better with the ball. So it's going to be really interesting, but I hope they can take that next step forward. I really do. It's not just about getting up for me. It's, 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 it's getting up with a view to next season, being in the Premier League, with a view to then staying in the Premier League. Yeah. See, see, the template, it's easy to say this because the pressure was off, but the template for me was set in the final game of the season. We discussed this on the last boot room which wasn't that long ago, though it seems an eternity ago. I've got a great beard in that time. Where, where, um, the front four was Murphy, Mendes, Reed, and Zahor, and the ball was played to feet. And and on paper, and it is on paper, Blakey, there's a a fabulous mix with those four of pace, power, directness, skill from Bobby Reed. You know, Mendes and Murphy have a bit of a trick as well. But coupled with that, you know, Manga and Morrison even were bringing the ball out of defence. There was none of this Route 1 stuff. It was playing it along the ground. And it was all, it showed what they can do with the pressure off. And, and Blakey's looking at me with a, with a wry smile. And I, and I put everything I say into context because the pressure was off, yeah? But it shows what they can do. It shows what they're capable of. That footballing style for me has to be the way forward because you have to keep the ball more football you know? is about pressure Paul sport is about pressure life is about pressure it's a, the, the successful people are the ones who can take that pressure carry it and perform still at their best yeah and I've always maintained you know the players it doesn't matter who plays or who the manager is or what have you those players will all want to play football yeah you rarely come to a player these days who will say, I'm not bothered, I just get about and tackle. Yeah. 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 Every player wants to play football. And to me, what the United result done was almost. It, it was a bit of a killer blow to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was, it was showing what you're capable of. Yeah. When the horse has already bolted. Yeah. And that's not bravery. Do you understand me? Yeah. It's not brave to do that. And it's not... Listen, it's a, if a standalone fixture and a standalone result, fantastic. Right? Yeah. Anytime you go to Old Trafford and win, it yeah. is superb. Yeah. Right? For players, for management to say you've done it, great. Yeah. yeah. But the frustrating thing must have been for Cardiff fans, For well, for me as a Cardiff fan, was, well, you kind of just answered the point we've been making all season yeah. about possession. Yeah. And about being more creative. Yeah. You've just once you, you and you've done it because there's no pressure. Yeah. Well, life is about pressure. You know, you gotta have malakas. You gotta have, you know, you gotta have the balls to be able to say, "I'll take the ball at Old Trafford. I don't care." Yeah. 
I'll take the ball at Anfield. I don't care. I'm going to pass through the lines and I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I just thought it was almost like, for me, it was a, not, it, was, it wasn't a wow moment. It was a, really? Yeah. You're going to do me like that after, <laughs> after the whole season? You then go and produce that kind of performance. Although they could have been two or three nil down after the first 20 minutes, but to then go and produce that kind of a performance on the back of that is even better for me because they were under the cosh mm. and could have conceded. So to come out the other end and then, right, right, let's, let's show you what we can do now, see if you can handle it. And it's not like United, are, you know, you've not got Vidic and Ferdinand and, you know, Scholes and Keane and what have you, you, you know, it, it, it's... Yeah. It's, it's everyone's talking about a complete rebuild for Man United you know what I mean Jones and Smalling people are scratching their heads at United you know what I mean it, it's not the badge this, the club the stadium is United but you don't look at that team and go whoa we're going to be on our toes today he's going to be trying to keep the score below three you fancy your chances going to United now the bubblers versus City and Liverpool you don't want to go so it was it was uh, it was it was a high and a low for me, you know. It was a it was a great high, but still like a wow. You've got to be going sitting at home thinking we kind of missed the trick there because we've just shown at times, you know, Southampton, Leicester, we are capable. Yeah. So I agree with you, Paul. You know, next season, you know, to be thinking, oh, we need a big man to play up, and uh, no, no, you can, you know. The boys have shown they can play, you know, rotation, movement, blah, 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 blah. So it's about your coaching now. It's about taking that next step, which to me is taking a step closer to the Premier League. And then when you're in the Premier League, it doesn't take you so long to adjust to how they play. Because if we looked at the Premier League season, it took us like seven, eight games to adjust yeah, yeah. to how things were. Well, you can't yeah. give that away. We've just stated how important the start is yeah. and what we miss out by a couple of points in the yeah. end. So, yeah. you know, it, it is, it's so important. So, I fingers crossed, I hope to see, you know, uh, a progression in how we play. But do you think there will be? No. No. Don't think so, no. No. I hope so. Because I think if Neil, even if it's not a, even if it's just a change of rhetoric, when Neil says, see that, you just show me what you can go out and, yeah, you know, because there are some of the greatest teams that I ever played that weren't really coached. If you look at Liverpool of the eighties, right, and Man United of the nineties, coached defensively and set But going forward, it, football is so reactive and so off the cuff. You know, you can you can you can practice patterns of play, right? But you know, they're just to give you the idea and the muscle memory of what to do. Like keeper catches the ball from a corner, we break. You know that that's just the instant reaction. The triggers you remember, boom, boom, boom. But I just, you know, I just think we have to try and progress how we play, and I think our signings are going to be really important as well. I'd also say, I think players like Etheridge. I think the mistake we made with um, the big man up front. Medin? No. Zahor. Zahor yeah. was not selling at his, at his best time. Yeah. Right? Now that's a lesson for the club and the board and wherever you to learn is you sell your asset at its greatest value. Yeah. You don't sell it at, on its way down. You know? You know, it's not like he's come through the ranks as a 10-year-old and doesn't ever want to leave the club. You know? So I would look at players like Everidge and people like that now and think right because you've got to balance the books as well you know yeah. I looked online and I think Neil signed over like 32 players in like two years two and a half years so it's, it's an incredible amount you know it's an incredible amount of players but okay you could understand why he had to do it in the championship it was right I need to plug holes plug gaps you know find solutions so bring him in no not working out you go blah 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 so you can understand that. But now it's about Cardiff saying, right, we've fallen, we don't go no lower. Right, let's build now. You know, let's look, you know, let's let's make sure we're buying players that we know. It's not only championship, we got him for the Premier League. Well, him, we know he's great in the championship, but when we get to the Premier League, players like this are going to be second fiddle or we're going to release 
sell, bring in a bit of money and you know reinvest. Because yeah. at some point, you're gonna have to invest quite large just to sit in there. You're not gonna get away with five and 10 million pound players. You are gonna have to go a bit, but then it's about your coaching and everything and your structure and strategies. And then hopefully you can maintain it for like five, six, seven, eight, a decade. And then you just become part of the furniture sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But don't take it for granted. Don't sleep on it, as we would say. Speaking to Neil Warnock today, they haven't had any bids yet for Neil Edridge. I think the club themselves seem quite happy that that's the case. I don't think clearly selling Neil Edridge isn't on the agenda for them. Um, yeah, but they've got two good, great replacements. Yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make Joe, as Joe well. Joe Day from Newport's been linked as well. Y- yeah, I mean, I think they'd, I think they'd snap somebody's hand off for Etheridge if they offered five or six million. Yeah, I think you probably, I think you probably look a little bit more for him. I don't think they want to sell him. Right, don't get right, me wrong. Right they won't sell anybody, but I, I think for a goalkeeper, they would they would snatch a club's hands off for that yeah. sort of thing. I think there are other players that they would hold out for more money for. Yeah, um, but you got Smithies and what's his, uh, Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, oh, you got two very good replacements. Yeah, so you're the battle he, for that number one position. You're going to say they're looking to build depth. No, I'm told. Well. I'm told, Blakey, that um, I, the name hasn't been confirmed. I've got to emphasise, right? But there's a strong speculation. I know that Cardiff have been looking for a goalkeeper yeah. who Neil Warnock thinks is another Neil Etheridge, a lower league keeper who can do what Etheridge has done at a higher level. Yeah, but and the word is Paul, that, that that player is Joe Day of Newport. Can I just say though? But that 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 I don't understand that. If we're sat in the boardroom now, as transfer policy, right? I'm looking at well, we've got Smithies and Murphy, two experienced keepers. Yeah. Right, I'm looking for my 23s keeper to be the keeper who just travels with you, the third substitution keeper. I ain't looking to bring in another no. keeper because that because uh, it, it's it's about the holistic. It's not just about winning. We've got to develop and make sure that there's opportunities for youngsters. So the, the we got two experienced keepers, like most clubs. We've got three, but we've got two. Most clubs have one playing, one on the bench. And then a young lad who's the understudy that if someone if the first team one got injured he'll come onto the bench and then the one on the bench goes into the team. I don't think you can keep just buying and plugging. I I'm, I, I look and think well either there's nothing down in the in in the twenty threes and eighteens, but there must I, be. Actually, I think there is a very highly rated young kid. I know there, there is. I he broke his leg. I'll tell you his I'll tell you his name now. Um, George Radcliffe. Yeah, George is. So, and he broke his leg at fifteen, and he's come back, and he won like player of the the league yeah. they play in last can year. You, can you tell us about Joe Day? Because I don't know enough about Joe Day's him. a good could, keeper. Could, could Joe Day yeah. become another Etheridge? I don't care. Similar age. I don't. I, I don't care. That's that's not. The, that's missing the point. I I accept that Joe is a very good keeper. Joe Day, right? Improved tremendously after the last two years of playing first team football. But I'm like, well. Where's the route for my kid? Where's Where's George Radcliffe's route? Because if you've just won what you've won, that means potentially you're a very good keeper. So now it's about, right, in you go, sit on a bench, feel the crowd, you know, travel with the first team, start to get an understanding of how things roll at the next level. Because 23 level and first team level is a different thing. It's not just about signing players and promotion. Don't get me wrong, the key is, or the most important thing is, promotion in the Premier League and staying there for a lifetime and becoming a Liverpool, a Manchester United, a, a stalwart, a capital city, right? That is the end goal. But I have to also look right down my 16 year olds all the way up through, right? I can't keep saying, right, get the first team, bang, go out on loan. I'll send you out on loan, uh, George Radcliffe with a view, as long as you're playing first team football, with a view to bringing you back then next season and you being my number two. And I capitalise on, right, Murphy or, what's his name? Smithies. Smithies, whichever one has not been in the first team, I'll take you off the bench, I'll give it to someone else in the championship who needs it, and I'll bring young George through and I'll sit him on the bench in the Premier League, right, even closer to that, you're a year older. 
I just think all of these things are not thought about. I think we're just looking blinkered at right promotion. That's all that matters. There's so much more to us as a club. I know I should be on the board bringing in players and setting the... Yeah, I know. I should be the well, technical well, director. Well, I, but I, ain't. I was actually getting messages saying um, when, when all the speculation about Mehmet Dahlman going to Charlton, potentially. Um, let's get Nathan Blake in his yeah. chair. So, well, you know. You know um, it, would, it, it would be a, a nice dream, I think. But um, I, I couldn't see it personally, Paul. But it is. You understand what I'm saying, Ben? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it makes. Does it make sense to you? It's not. It's not a quick fix. It's not like doing something and taking chances or anything like that. It is genuinely what I see as the best way to go for Cardiff holistically. Yeah. Um, obviously. Brian Murphy's only like 36 now, so I suppose is there just not an element of him having another year and just having? Well, he's an ideal number two, isn't he? Yeah. As a as a 36 year old. Yeah. He's an ideal number two. Should we move on from goalkeepers? So so to finish, he's an ideal number two. So young George, he knows I'm just going to travel and be around first team, train with the first team. But mate, I just maybe he might he might be a swap deal because. County haven't got many goalkeepers beyond Joe Day, have they? They were you know, Mickey, yeah. Dim- Mickey Dimitri was covering uh, covering goalkeeper on the bench for them yeah. towards the end of last yeah. season. So, uh, yeah. Um, looking, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, you know, <laughs> if Joe Day goes, just, if, just Joe, registered in my head. Yeah, <laughs> if Joe Day goes, he haven't got much else. <laughs> uh, looking at other transfers, another name that's being mentioned, and this probably goes in with what you're saying about Cardiff aren't going to change the way they play. Obviously, Will Volks has been linked, and it looks yeah. like that's going to go ahead, and that looks like a good move for Cardiff. You know, if mm. we talk about playing four attacking players up top, Volks looks like the perfect player to sit him ahead of the defence. But Lewis Holtby's been linked, the three-time German international. Does that not feel like sort of banging in another round peg into a square hole? If you, you think of the fact that Bobby Reed struggled in terms of att- att- attacking player like he is Lewis Holtby's probably quite similar is he not going to be yeah, another I would, I would say he is similar I would say you know it, again um, what's his name went on loan to Bristol Tomlin Tomlin, Tomlin. He, he, they come in that fold like, you know I I don't see many players listen I don't think we ever seen the best of what you call in the Premier League Bobby Reed. Bobby Reed. I don't think we've seen the best of him I think most fans would agree with that yep I don't think we've seen a consistent run of games for him. But in the championship, this boy will be hot. Yeah, how many, how many goals did he score? Well, they all he will be. be hot. As long, but like anybody, you have to play a consistent run of games. Yeah. Right? You have to find partnerships, understandings, trust amongst forward players, midfield players, and what have you. Bobby Reed is a proven. He doesn't. It shouldn't be, right, prove to me you can do it in this league. You bought him for ten million pounds. You know he can do it in league because you bought him to play in the Premier League. So he's your starting point. Now he is the kind of player. Now I'm thinking, right? My attack centrally, he's got to play. Yeah. All right. Now what plays after that? I definitely have to play Lang. All right. And it's Hoylet or Murphy on the other side. Now if someone comes in and says, "I'll give you ten million for Murphy," okay, you can go. I've got yeah. Hoylet. Yeah, no problem. Junior proved that what he can do in the championship, right? No problem, and you come. It, that's 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 a nice clean deal. But again, you know, then you, you cover players. We, I, well, we've got so many. You know, obviously, we've lost Kadeem. Yeah, what's, what's your thoughts on losing Kadeem? Because that's it was a, it was it was it was it's, it's a strange situation, isn't it? Kadeem Harris never really under any manager got a run of games now do you say that's down to all those managers or do you say it's down to Kadeem I don't know you know but what I did love about him is that like I said last season when he came on and played I felt he should have I thought he was the when he played he was the best direct winger we had him and Mendes Lang I felt those two were the most direct and I would have played him more often and 
I would give him a run of games anyway, yeah. especially after he scored because he was he was high, you know. But it's a strange one for me. I think he'll do well. Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Like he's gonna go to, yeah. I think he'll do well. Paul. Never rated him as highly as you do, Blakey. Yeah. You know, it's just he's one. You know, we agree on a lot of things. This one, there was just always a difference. I, I just didn't think he had a try. I don't deny he was direct. I just think you need more than that as a winger. And um, I, I don't think he's a major loss to Cardiff, to be honest. With you. But going back to what you were saying, you said Reed as the ten, basically. Yeah, Lang, I agree. You know match winning for us at Old Trafford but he'd done well before that and I come back to what you said about his goal at Brighton and it put it in perspective for me because I just thought won the goal but a bit of a freak but as you said hang on a minute to get the ball in that position to go past three players to then play the one-two and have the poise you know yeah. you don't get many footballers capable of doing that yeah. and it made me think you, yeah. Don't. Yeah, you don't you don't you know, even with Liverpool and Man United, yeah, you, you don't, don't get that. You can many take it for granted if you capable like. Capable of scoring right. a goal from one D to the other yeah. with that pace, that quality. So that changed it for me a bit. Yeah. Because I always felt that Mendes, I think you've said this, he either looks a ten million pound footballer or a Rochdale footballer. There's no in between. Well, Mendes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just no, I've not said that. All right, maybe somebody else. <laughs> <said that. laughs> don't diss my boy like that. Somebody else. So you're a ten million footballer. Maybe, that's it. Maybe I said, <laughs> yeah, please. Um, he obviously followed that up with the, with that performance at Old Trafford which I thought was excellent again mm. and I just thought yeah something there yeah mm. and I'm told there's Premier League interest in Mendes which mm. probably doesn't surprise you mm. uh, but they're not of the fee that Cardiff would, would want to sell him for um, Murphy Hoyler I buy all that but who's your focal point in my nine yeah uh, who's your focal point it can't be Gary Medine if you want to play football can it why are you looking at me like that? Gary Medine, where's that come from? Well, he's still with the club, isn't he? No, it wouldn't be Gary. I'm he's still, he's still there. I, I, listen, <laughs> I, I'm, look, I'm looking at dynamism. I, I think I said on the last show, I said about our young Ryan Brewster at Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I spoke about Moyes Keane. I know he's in the event, the squad in and yeah. out. And then, but it's them type of players I'm looking. I'm looking for someone who who's very good at holding up the ball, someone who can turn on a sixpence and stretch with athleticism, score goals. I'm looking for that dynamic because, like I said to you before, understanding the Cardiff City fan, the Cardiff City fan isn't uh, 30 passes a goal, right? He's very much similar to the Chelsea fan. He wants to see 15 good passes and then a goal. You know what I mean? If you're at, say, Swansea, you don't mind watching 30 passes and a goal. Cardiff's dynamic is different. They love pace. They love power. They love aggression. They love that's that that's their thing, right? So it's I'm gonna play that way. I'm gonna my front line, my front four five are gonna be strong, powerful, quick, good in the air, aggressive, skillful, and it's not like you say, oh well, those players are hard to find, you know. The, the likes of the Man Cities, the Liverpools and all that, the young that's what they're producing yeah. in abundance. So you're you're talking about obviously you're talking about a a Tammy Abraham type figure perhaps. I don't even think Tammy's uh, Tammy's will get you twenty five goals, but yeah. he's still not as dynamic as I'm looking for. Okay. I'm looking for so a Mendes so I'm looking for a nine Mendes Lang. Yeah. Pace, power, good in the air and just machine. That's what I'm looking for. You know, machine-like. And, and Kenneth Hall doesn't fit that bill? <sighs> Nowhere near it for me last no. two years, Ken. No. You know, he's got a... You know, I, listen, and I don't want to... I'm not dissing on him or hating on him. Yeah, I don't do that to players. You know, yeah. Ken has shown me things that has jaw-dropped me at times, right? Yeah. But he hasn't shown me that for two years, Paul. Yeah. And I'm not in the habit of waiting for three years for my man to come back to form. Three months is long enough. Three years, nah, mate. I move you on and I get someone else in. Yeah. So you know? you're talking about getting a player on loan then, basically, for the season. Oh, buy in. Yeah. I, if, I, if I go through my list of players, I'm sure I'd have two or three more. I could go on my phone, but we ain't having that sort of conversation today, that length of time. But no. there are other players about there, mate, who are, who are out. And See, I think that once you get that, because I do think that Cardiff have come down, you know, there's, a, there's an old saying in, in football, there are lots of old sayings of football. There's another one, which is strikers win you games, but defenders win you championships. Yeah, 
I don't know about that. Do you like that one, Blakey? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know who played centre-half? I'm giving that kind of credit to Jason Perry. Well, I, I was You're with, mad. I was with Saul Bagwell. It was his front players who won that championship for Kansas uh, City I, in 93. You know, those defenders. I was with Saul Bamba about a month ago up at the Vale, and I used this phrase to him, and he loved it. Yeah. <laughs> How's he coming along, by the way? All right. Way ahead of schedule, good, Blakey. Good, good. He's refused to go away on summer holiday this year. That's good. That's because he just wants to go in and do rehab every day. That's brilliant. And he says... I cannot end my Cardiff City career the way it ended, not in front of those fans. He yeah. talks the way you do about the fans, to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, you know, I didn't play well in that game anyway. Mm-hmm. He said it was Wolves, wasn't it? He said he tried to make up for an error. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't happy professionally with how he played. Yeah. But irrespective of that, he said his words were, and my last memory for Cardiff fans is not going to be being, being stretched off. So yeah. he's doing extra work. But going back to what I said, I do think that that theory is right to a degree that well it's all built around your defence yeah and I think Cardiff have got the defence there in place for the championship I agree with you but it's, it's okay yeah. <laughs> Blakey <laughs> says very quietly there that he agrees with me but it's just the striker in me just in case nobody picked that up but but the base is there whether it's Etheridge or Smithies or whoever in goal yeah You've got your mate Peltier, you love, although I still think the Moors, we both think Moores need it right back, but he played damn well towards the end of the season. Yeah, I yeah. say that, and I say that as somebody who's been a critic of, of yeah, that. Of, yeah. of, I've criticised him, but right. I, I love him. Morrison, I've also been critical of in the Premier League. He played damn well towards the end of the season as well. So you've got those two. You've got Bruno Manga, who we think is magnificent. We've yeah. got Joe Bennett, who I think is magnificent. Yeah. So I think that the base is there. You've got you've got a right. fantastic so, base. So, yeah, so yeah. you've then got the the front four that we're looking at, albeit with a striker if Ken's not the man. Mm-hmm. It's the creativity between back and front. Yeah. Well, do you? With that, that is where the ball possession, ball retaining, controlling play. There's a big yeah. gap in midfield. That, well, that, that, well, that's what he's talking that about. That is. That think, is. That's what you're talking about. Is, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shock you now, right? Because yeah. I know. Some people think I don't like Joe Rouse. Yeah. But a year of Premier League experience, I think if Joe says, I'm going to play forward more, which I've seen him play towards the end of the season, yeah. I'm going to play forward more, right? Not sideways, I'm going to play forward more. Yeah, I think he can do it. Yeah. I really do, because he can get about, he can tackle, he's a rough house and what have you. I think at least on the left side of a three or a left side of a two. Yeah. I think he can do it. I would play a three. I would play left side of a three. Him, I would play, not sure I'd play right and then my anchor man, you know, I've got a few anchor mans I would have gone and gone. Do you think though, obviously they can only pick 11. So if, if they played the four at the back and the four further four that we're talking about, including Bobby Reed dropping in a bit, can kind of get away with two midfielders, say Riles and Will Volks for argument's sake? Uh, they can, but your winger's going to have to play from in to out. And what you've got, but they do work their socks off the car. You have the got, you have got Mendes. Who I always say is probably, and this is where it's never been highlighted if we yeah. the Premier League or yeah. the Championship. Really, yeah. he's one of the best defensive wingers yeah. I've seen in years. Yeah, he is. His work is tireless, and his yeah. positional play. I remember I used to say uh, in the Championship season when he went off the boil because he started on fire. Yeah, he went yeah. off the boil. I said, but even in not being on fire, his positional defensively for the right back. Yeah. He is diamond. Yeah. He is. He is his positional play and work rate for a right back. He's a dream. He's an absolute dream. So, you know, Junior works his socks yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Hoyler will do. He'll so Hoyler will put a shift in. Warnock's credit him as being the best defensive. So, so yeah. Right. What I'm saying is that the midfield duo of Rawls and Vilks doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't it doesn't phase. It doesn't phase me because me, if you've got a read, yeah, he can work back into the make the three. Yeah. Right, it's either you play a holder or an attacker, right? So you get two midfielders. You have to play one ahead of the two or one behind the two. Yeah. Now that's where you can switch attack when you're going away to a West Brom, right? Okay, Reedy, we're going to put you as the nine, and we're going to drop, you know, uh, Patterson in midfield, in the midfield, yeah. for example, so, so as the holding midfielder. So, so when you talk about the creativity in that, you don't necessarily mean a Glenn Hoddle. Or you just mean making sure you keep the ball making and feed, sure, feed the it, wingers for it, it, it's a mindset Paul yeah. right? this is what I believe I honestly believe it's a mindset I, I looked at Joe at the start of the season and he was aggressive and got about as he always does towards yeah. 
the back end of the season, he was far more creative. Yeah. Right? Not saying he was like Glenn Hoddle, but he was far more creative. Yeah. Creative enough for, to convince me anyway yeah. to say, right, that's, that's enough. Yeah. It's, it's, it was like, I'd, I'd liken him to Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Right? It's just passing forward, isn't it? Very much so. He, he, yeah. He's got the creative. If he if he's got, but it's, it comes down to confidence. Yeah. I felt by the end of the season he felt like you were a Premier League player and he yeah. was playing forward yeah. more often because the fans are letting him know side balls ain't working. Yeah. Right. Our yeah. fans. Yeah. So it came to the point where right, I'm gonna nah, I'll just take the risk and go forward. <laughs> right. But then you've got someone like Kamras ahead who's great at handling the ball. Yeah. Right. Reed great at handling the ball in short tight spaces. So. You've got the players, uh, Hoylet, great at handling the ball at short. You've got the. Pl- Don't worry. It, it's it may. See, the, see, talking to Blakey, it does encourage me a bit more because it seems like the base is there. Yeah. The lack of my concerns about the lack of creativity in the midfield could be eroded by that front four just feeding. You know, I, Lang's gone up another level in my. I know Blakey's always been a fan of his, but he's gone up another couple of levels in my book. We know what Hoylet do. Murphy has to fire. He could tear this league up. Whether he will is another matter. Reed is capable of doing it, and I think he will. The key then is whether Kenneth Zor can do what I think he can do, and he did at Man United. But of course, that's a massive if, as we've discussed. Yeah. So then the key is who comes in. And I know he has tried Tammy Abraham before, but can he get a Ryan Brewster for a season or something like that? And well, somebody- this is where. You, things you said about Liverpool and Chelsea might come back to haunt you. You know, that's not, uh, not know, me, Neil Warwick. Uh, yeah, Neil. <laughs> yeah, things Neil said about. So I doubt you're going to get much play yeah, out of those I'm, two clubs yeah. this season. You might. I'm talking about that sort of print. But I absolutely yeah. agree with you, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I still think Zahor is the one to do that, but he has to do it. It's no good talking the talk anymore. This will be the third season you've been saying it. Yes, it will. And he offered me at Old Trafford all of that insight into what he is capable of mm, again. Mm. So it's all these little teasing you. It's all these little teasing damn me, glimpses me, that you're me, talking about. Me, baby, you know? till I lose Should we move control. on? Should we move oh, on? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have, we'll, have, we'll have a quick break and then we'll come back. With Actually, a bit. know where Ken lives now as well, so I'm going to go and uh, idolise him. <laughs> 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 you build a shrine. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a quick break and then we'll come back with a bit of Ash Blakey and. Um, the small matter of a little South Wales derby this season. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Right, uh, we're back uh, with the podcast. So, yeah, um, it's the first time in five years that we've got the, uh, the small matter of the South Wales Derby, we know when the de- we know the dates. When is the date? It's I don't know. October the twenty sixth in January at the Liberty, and January the eleventh in the Welsh capital. There we go. I think I've got yep. those dates yep. right. That's Same. probably the one of the biggest games I miss <laughs> as a footballer. So we've got a question from uh, yeah. Sam Marine. What was the most hostile match in the Cardiff Swansea rivalry in terms of crowd in the past? Did you did you play South Wales derbies? Blakey's looking at me awfully. Blasphemy. I can't remember. My first one was at the Vetch. I think, right. I think when the Cardiff fans went absolutely mad. I think we ended up losing 2-1. Jimmy Gilligan, I think. Oh, that body. was a cup game, but, wasn't yeah. it? I was at and then we one. played yeah. them quickly after in the week, I think it was. Right. I think we beat them. Of course, there, there was also... Been I think Windy scored in the, from the halfway line. Windy Miller. Of course he did. That's uh, right, yeah. I played in a few games at the Vetch. And I played a few games, scored against... Roger Freestone, sorry, Rog. Uh, at Ninian Park, I think we lost that one as well. Right. When it all kicked off and they ripped yeah, out yeah. the chairs and all yeah. that. So, yeah, I played in plenty, mate. Uh, okay. Welsh derbies, both yeah. Swansea and Wrexham. Uh, yeah. I love them. I love them. I love that. Uh, I, I love that, yeah. I used to love going to the Vetch. And I, I spoke to. <laughs> I spoke to a mate. I spoke to. Tosh yesterday, Cameron, Toshak. Yeah. Uh, we were chatting and he had me in stitches. He said, do you remember the um, playing against them? And he said, uh, we were on the bench, I think. And he said, uh, when we got off the bench to warm up, they gave they gave Cameron more stick. They didn't say nothing to me. They absolutely yeah. hammered him. Yeah. Right? And I, he said, do you remember what you said to me? I said, no. He said, 
I want you to be here all the time for Welsh derbies because it's the only time I've never got any stick of Swansea fans there, <laughs> all on the camera. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, wait, they're, they're great occasions. I, I think the hostility, don't get me wrong, I think the hostility, I, th- I felt it boiled, it was too much when it got racist. Yeah. And it was often too race too 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 often it was racist, uh, and not just a little, just way way over the top things I had heard since I was a little kid. Uh, very similar with Wrexham too, they were they were bad up there. But you know that you know when I was a kid growing up, those racist things you know on the estate in England, you you, you kick butt for that. Do you know what I mean? So it it never. I think where they thinking, oh, I'll suppress him and put him off his game, you know, it was literally like lighting a torch or lighting a nuclear torch See, underneath think, me. It I was like, what, I want to kill your boys for this. What sums up the South Wales, I've told this story before, but I am going to tell it again, right? You may not be aware of it, Ben Blakey probably is, but what sums up the South Wales derby for me more than anything is, uh, I think it was the one in 2009 at Cardiff City Stadium. Cardiff might have won two one with Chopper scoring a couple of goals, sort of there or thereabouts. Late on, well, yeah. Chopper's got a late winner. He got right scored a late winner, a late equaliser. I had my two lads at that game, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a late winner. Boffroy sure, played sure, in that sure game. It was a late winner. Mm-hmm. And Peter Ridsdale was the Cardiff chair. Now Peter Ridsdale had been at the helm, you know, a real mover and shaker at the top of the game. Leeds United, who were a ma- who are a massive club, but they Huge were top- institution. Yeah, but they were top of the Premier League again. So it was their best time since the Halcyon days of the seventies and the early and the late sixties, I guess. Mm. Um, so Ridsdale, massive mover and shaker. Leeds, Man United, real hostility, hatred. Okay, it's become Man U, Liverpool these days, but certainly for Leeds, they you know the the rivalry is Man United, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I remember Peter Ridsdale. I was speaking to him something like the Monday or the Tuesday morning after the game and I said so what did you think then of the atmosphere and all that and he said I did not realise it was as big as this right he had seen in the build up to that game what it meant and that used to annoy me about Dave Jones because for all his strengths one of the worst things that Dave Jones did down, was play down and that's just another game that sort of thing right yeah and, and his argument was Everton-Liverpool was a big derby. It was a big derby, right? especially right? if you sat on the bench like Dave was. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and that's what I like about Neil Warren. And, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer never got it. The last yeah. time the teams played, Solskjaer had just come to the club. Malky got it. The, the last time they met each other was in the Premier League. Malky got it absolutely. And, and, but, but Solskjaer didn't get it at all. It was one of his yeah. first games. They went to the Vetch, sorry, to the Liberty. Lost 3-0. And... Swansea, it was the first game for Gary Monk, who knew exactly what the game meant to the Swansea public, yeah? And you could just see the difference in how the teams were set up. And that's why I like what Neil Warnock has said to you this morning, Ben, right? Which is something along the lines of, literally, correct me if I'm wrong, something along the lines of, um, you cannot call it any other game because it's not, or something along those lines. Most most managers say it's just another game, but it's not. But you cannot say that about this game, basically. Not about any derby. So he's he's got it straight away. Yeah, I knew he would. I knew he would. But I think anyone playing it down is just disrespecting it because it's a Welsh thing. Yeah, that's why I honestly believe knowing Dave and working for Dave, because at Wolves West Brom that was a huge derby. Yeah. Right, massive. Yeah. He played for Everton or yeah. a few times. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool Everton, massive derby. Yeah. You know, I can say Bolton Man United, massive derby. Blackburn, Bolton, massive derby. Uh, Burnley, Bolton, massive derby. Burnley, Blackburn, huge derby. Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United played there, huge derby. You know, Swansea Cardiff. I think the difference with Swansea Cardiff is. You don't because of the distance at Manchester City, Man United. There's a dislike, but it's not a hatred. Yeah. Right. Because you'll have kids who are in the same family. Who one's a City fan, who one's yeah. a United fan. Yeah. You don't get that with Swansea Cardiff because of the yeah. distance. Yeah. That's the same with Liverpool, Man United. You don't get that because it's two completely different cities, and there's the distance. So you don't see family members in Swansea. With Cardiff shirts, or the one yeah. kids are Cardiff fan, the one kids are Swansea. Yeah. You don't see that. They're Swansea, this side of the border, it's Cardiff. Yeah. And that is what helps create that dynamic of real hate, Rich. Because yeah. there's envy. 
you know there's yeah. envy of the of what you've done or what you haven't done or what you've got what we haven't got and stuff like that but you know hey ho let's just take the gloves off and have a game looking forward to it yeah. I, I do think too it long. affects Swansea fans more than it does Cardiff fans these days I really do and that's ironic considering what they achieved in the Premier League which was phenomenal but I think there was always this feeling that Cardiff were the Welsh media darlings and Cardiff got the publicity oh they know, are despite it's the same you know, as the London clubs in despite what Man United and Liverpool do they're loving for Tottenham you know, it doesn't matter what Man City done this season which was off the scale off the chart Right, first time in history. But all you had more about Tottenham being in the Champions League final than you did about Man City doing something that's never been done in our history of watching football in this country. I find that astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. That's just my point. But hey ho, let's look forward to the derby. Yeah, let's look forward to it. Uh, It'd be great if it was in a Premier League, wouldn't it? Every yeah. year for like well, it was, twenty years. Yeah, oh me, I love it. I don't matter what it is if it was League Two. The passion, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. The passion and everything would be just League as Two. Great. Yeah, but League Two, you wouldn't have thirty thousand fans. But yeah. I guarantee you, oh, I mate. guarantee you, certainly with the Cardiff City Stadium game. But I also think the Liberty Sky will be taking this game for life to mm. me because they have seen. They have seen the atmosphere at Cardiff City Stadium in particular. Yeah. You know that Liverpool game was like something unbelievable. You know, mm-hmm. and also the final game against Palace. Do you remember when when the fans gave this wonderful love yeah. into Warnock and the, you know the sky? You know the Sky viewers or BT viewers just couldn't believe what they were watching. I'm told, mm. and and that you can guarantee these games yeah. are on TV. It may it may not be in the Premier League, but it's, it's it's in a healthier position than it was when those South Wales derbies were in the Premier League. So obviously Cardiff were in red. Swansea, that was. Were they? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, exactly. I've yeah. erased that from my memory, Dan. <laughs> Swansea were getting towards. Oh, well, they were obviously a better team. The start, they, they, were, but they, towards, they were heading yeah. towards the start of the decline. Yeah. At, least, at least now you've got Cardiff in good health and in blue. Swansea, that's a new manager, but. Yeah, that's good. an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, Steve the Cooper. Manager, Steve Cooper. Um, I, I know Keith. Yeah. I, know, yeah, I know Steve. I, well, Steve I must be a Cardiff fan. I, I haven't <laughs> seen him for <clears throat> donkey's years, but I mean, he's he's done well at youth level, uh, and at some point, you've got to give people an opportunity to gain the experience. That's, you know, people when people go, "Oh, William, got the experience." Well, everyone you can label that book at everybody at some point in their career, whether it's playing, managing, coaching, whatever. You, uh, Paul, Paul walked into media wells when he was. You know, or South Wales Echo. You know, first day you didn't have no experience of what you do. Ben, yourself. Look at last year on the boot room, you're a nightmare. No experience. I think it is an extremely bold imaginative appointment by them. To be fair, it me. is. And uh, it could go either way. It could, well, it, it, that's, it could. Yeah. They could plummet right down. And it's what, yeah. it's what they tend to do, and they yeah. do tend to go left yeah. field. Mm. So that. You're not as left field as this, no. right? Martinez, Rogers are a little bit more, you know, not not as left field as this one. This this really. Although Potter looked, and they've they've got Potter in. We're all going huh? and then he's you know he's moved on to a bigger and better club. Um, no disrespect to them, but I think you'd, you'd say he is in case he wouldn't have gone. But you know, you, they, they've obviously got a policy of, like I've just said, selling at the height when he's right. If someone wants him, boom, we think that's good money. He's not going to get much. Higher in price than that, off he goes. So they seem to be directing themselves as a youth uh, thing. But that's obviously what they do is of no concern to us. This is a kind of city podcast. Let's keep it blue. There we are. Blakey has put the the, the, the mantra down there. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. There we go. A um, few more questions. Um, <coughs> one from. Mark just disappeared off my screen, so we'll move to a different question. Like I, I said, remember it then. Like I said, we're just going to get that new, that new presenter in. Oh, oh, we're talking about. Laptop nightmare. Yeah, so it was from uh, Mark George, and it's basically saying... All right, Mark. Uh, which area of the team do we need to strengthen, and how much money do you think Warnock will get to do that? I don't know, because it's difficult, because like I said, we, we've signed over... I didn't realise it, over 30-odd players, so... And there's been no kind of consistency in the kind of players we've signed. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's been everything. You can imagine. It's like we don't fit into a certain philosophy, you know, and we don't play a certain... Well, our philosophy is a certain way of playing. 
So I don't know, but I would I would probably strengthen central midfield even and striker. Those are the two areas. Uh, definitely hold the midfield because you've lost Gunnarsson, so you need to replace that yeah. if you want to play in the six. Um, and a number nine. Well, we haven't had a striker score fifteen goals for four years, is it? Well, last time, even when Kenneth had his good year, what did he score? Twelve goals from that, thirteen goals. Like that, yeah. So we haven't had a striker to score fifteen goals plus for I don't know how long. So that's 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 a if I'm a striker out there in Cardiff City, come in for me. That's a great ticket because. You know, every fan loves, uh, loves the golden boy, the striker, the one who gets the goals. So, you know, he'd be worshipped if someone comes in and does score 20 goals. I might uh, make, a, make a comeback, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, let's not rule it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get this belly off and <laughs> we'll be right away. Uh, one from Daniel Ford. It's about Lewis Holby. Daniel? Dan Daniel. I'm like taking a mix from a karate kid. Ah, okay. Daniel Sandler. I know, I know, I know. Um, do you think the potential signing of Lewis Holtby would show intent to win the championship? Three caps for Germany, former Spurs. I just think it would. Uh, um, I think you need a nine more than a ten. Simple as that. I yeah. think you resolve the issues, the the points where you got problems, you resolve that, and then you maybe look at, like, could I have a Holby as a backup or uh, someone to play in alongside um, a striker if Reed's not fit or if I want to change Reed for Holby. I think then, but, you know, I think when you've got a position that not only Reed can play, but if you're going to go in a direction, you can say Patterson can play. Yeah. You know, you could say Hoyler could play. Uh, you know, so, there's another one as well. Go on. Lee Tomlin is still at the club. Lee Tomlin yep. is still at the club. I can't see and that he's, happening. Well, he's just posted Ben. He's just posted a shot of himself on Instagram, looking incredibly fit. Looks good, Nick. He oh, does. Okay. You know, so he seems to have yeah. a bit between. Are you sure one of those ones when they just remove the head and put it onto a body? <laughs> Blakey, that's <laughs> uncalled for. Lee. No, we get videos like that, that all the time now floating about. <laughs> No, listen, listen. I, I, it's hard to comment on. But you're right. Because you've got to want the ins and outs of Lee's situation. It's never been straightforward. Yeah, there is a plethora of potential talent. You talk, you talk about mm. Bobby Reid not getting minutes last year because of the fault. You know, he, Warnock sort of said that Camarasso was competing the same. That was another one. Position. Mm. If, if you talk about Bobby Reid playing well in the championship, signing Lewis Holby. Camarasso was competing with Reid for the same position. That's what that, that was Warnock's quote, wasn't it? Towards the end of the season, he said. The reason that Reed struggled to get into the team for a large period of the season was because him and Camarasa were often competing. Yeah, I can see that, Blake. For the same, he did, he point did. of the diamond, sort of deep line. Camarasa didn't pay a point of the diamond. Well, played right of a three. Well, that's where he tended to be moving him, wasn't it? No, he, he, he played Gunnison on the one side, um, Joe Riles on the left, Camarasa on the right. There was the odd game where Camarasa was sort of in front of them. Yeah. Okay, there? the odd, but. The one, the one time, he, the week he said that, then the week after he did actually pick both of them. So sort of he played right. Camarasa. Irrespective of that, Cardiff quite clearly need midfielders and a centre forward. Okay, and then that brings us nicely on to the final question. We'll do the sort of quick fire. What would your starting eleven be? Oh, that's too long, mate. I, I, um, let's, let's. No, because we haven't, we haven't even got. A f we, we don't know who's leaving and who's going. I might say four players. Um, Manga's left. Etheridge is gone. You know what I mean, let's keep that question. Who's it from? Uh, it's from Owen Thomas. Keep that question for the opening day of the season. The boot room before the opening day of the season. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if you write it down, Owen Thomas. Uh, I'll write so. It's not a diss, it's just like, you know, let's see what comes in and comes out before we start picking teams. Because, like I said, Manga might not be there, Morrison might be captain, Bamba might be fit, you know. Joe Day might be between the sticks. Mm, can't see it, can't see it, can't see it. I try to get you on that one there. No, I can't see that um, I think that's all the questions. There's, there's a less of a question, more of a comment from at uh, H underscore Phillips05. And that's no booth, no party. No what? No booth, no party. I think that's a comment on this podcast with its lack of 
Dombuv. Oh. <laughs> well, that got me completely. Dom's new Has he got a little following yet? Because I told like two of my mates to follow him, so it's two. It should be then a bit of. Let's not diss Dom. <laughs> That's a good one. Let's not diss Dom. Yeah. Okay. He, might be, he might be in Cardiff on the opening day of the season when Cardiff aren't. Yeah, he might, United, he might be if Man United keep going the way they're going. <laughs> <laughs> I meant for the man. I meant for the Milan friend. I, 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 I think I'll be at the Man U game as well. <laughs> uh, there we go. I think that's uh, that's it for that's this a wrap. summer uh, special. Thanks, Blakey. Blakey. Oh, pleasure, mate. It's been great to be back. Yeah, great having you in. Um, I'm sure the next time we do this. I've actually, can I give a shout out to the boys at the Archers tonight? Of course. And there's an Archers pub in Cardiff where... Three Archers. Uh, there's a Cardiff City doing there tonight. Fans do that. They've invited me to, so... Uh, you going? I'm going there. Uh, hell yeah. The one in Flasher, Three Archers, yeah? I think it's that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like pop along, yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah. oh, yeah, come on. Don't forget that thing, you know, that black thing, the little square thing. Like, he needs your wallet, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bring that, and you, what you do is you open them, and when all the moths and bats fly out, there should be a bit of paper in there blue, pink. Don't we mean to wind this up about yeah, I, think that's, I, think that's, I think that's the end of the podcast. We'll, uh, we'll leave it there. So <laughs>